0: No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. All right, First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, Spencer Ray producing. You know the drill every team, every week, every game. Coming to you moments after a Lions beatdown of the Green Bay Packers where they seize control. Of the NFC North. Pony, you know I'm feeling good about my Lions plus 145 to win the North. And my out on that limb win the NFC Super Bowl prediction for the Lions. What were your impressions from the game?
1: I feel a lot better about Seattle too. Your second favorite team. Because they went to Detroit and beat the Lions. That looks a whole heck of a lot better. Uh, Largely impressed. I mean... I I've, I've felt for a long time like the road teams on Thursday night football have been at a disadvantage. And to follow up what they did against Atlanta on Sunday, which was a beat down of them with defense, and then to turn around and beat a team as a favorite. They had not done that in Green Bay since 86. And to do it as a favorite there and did pretty much uh, every facet, every aspect of the game, they were better. Right from the very beginning, turnovers, long drives, pass game, run game, pass rush, secondary play. I mean, it was, coaching was better. I mean, they, they if you're, if you've got like a checklist and then you've got Lions and Packers and you just go down the list, every box is for the Lions, every check mark. So they're making me a believer, man. They're making me a friggin' believer right now.
0: Yeah, it's uh, they're very impressive. Vitae was not there, they're excellent guard, but their offensive line looked like it's the best in football. It was straight up dominant, um, allowing them to. I mean, Montgomery, I thought he was hurt. Guy gets 30 carries. They, they draft Gibbs 12th, he's an afterthought to
1: David Montgomery. Laporta is a monster. What a great pick that guy was! Just take an Iowa tight end when in doubt, dude. He might already be the second best tight end
0: in the league. He is awesome. And, you, and, and
1: and how many tight ends went ahead of him too? Uh, yeah, definitely Kincaid. And didn't Mayor go ahead of, ahead of him? Yep. How about yeah. Musgrave from Green Bay?
0: I don't remember what order that was. Spencer was
1: can look that up, but definitely Mayor. Definitely yeah. Michael Mayor and um, and Kincaid.
0: Yeah. He, I mean, he looks like he might be the second best tight end in football. Branch, who got hurt, but then came back in with the ankle injury, he's he's made a huge impact. Like their draft was openly mocked, and they're getting I'm huge, angry. huge contributions. Um, and from their third and fourth pick, almost more so than their first and second pick. And I still think their offense hasn't hit its ceiling because Jamison Williams will come back, and that Gibbs is going to. I'm just I'm surprised Gibbs doesn't have more of an impact in their passing game. Like they just—they haven't quite figured that part of it out yet. I
1: think that's a good thing for them that they—they're yeah. scoring 34 points in a game, and I know defense helped, but you're—you're you're kicking the crap out of the next best team in your division on the road, and you're still waiting on contributions from guys who are either hurt, too young, or suspended.
0: Yeah, I, I just—I think they are very impressive, and I mean, I'm feeling vindicated on golf man like obviously i watch a lot of this division covering the bears as closely as i do but like he is really really good if he is protected and he's protected he doesn't make mistakes if he's got a good line the guy is accurate he gets the ball to his playmakers and he can drive the ball down the field that's a pretty damn good combination man so, I know like people still think that they can't compete with the with the Niners or the Eagles. I think they'd put up a ton of points on the Eagles secondary. I think that game would be I mean, if I set that over under at 49 and a half, that would be a screaming over for me. So, I mean, may, maybe the Niners deserve to be ahead of them, but I don't see why what the
1: Eagles have done this year
0: puts them definitively above Detroit.
1: I would still do it just because I I, I would give Hilly the benefit of the doubt and okay we haven't seen Hertz have a huge game yet he'll do that at some point um, but I would they've they've passed they've soared past they've sprinted past the Cowboys yeah. they're now the third team a hundred percent in the NFC and Green Bay I think the moral of the story here is they were gifted a win against the Saints because of the car injury. If Carr doesn't get hurt, they lose that game. I'm convinced of that. That doesn't take away from love making plays late, but they would have lost that game if Derek Carr stayed healthy. And their other win is against your Chicago Bears, the laughing stock of the NFL. So if you put a if you put a Colt forty five revolver to my head right now and said are the Packers going to make the playoffs, I would say no. Even with yeah, the I confidence I have in their coach,
0: yeah, I mean, it, w- Love did not look good early. He settled down. Uh, he had happy feet. I thought early the lines were really making him uncomfortable. And
1: twenty one went on IR, so you're not going to get that help. He might not play again, Danny.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Um, Jenkins still hurt. You know, Jones not heavily involved, even though active. Watson is awesome. Like, what I think, I think, I think Watson is just going to be a stud for a decade, but. Um, he settled down but yeah not an ideal situation and the team just outclassed I think like I I really do think Detroit's gonna end up winning the NFC North by three games like I, I think it's gonna be a complete laugher in this division I do I do I, I mean dude they're gonna win double digit games for sure and they might win 12 they're a really good team they are a real I mean if, if they stay healthy like everything like they obviously have you know, like anybody, they suffer a few big injuries, they'd be in trouble. But they are they are a really good team. David Montgomery, five rushing touchdowns last year, has five already uh, this year. Good offensive line. It helps. It really All helps. All right,
1: let's get to the week four games and yes. start with the biggest game of the year so far. And that is the Bills-Dolphins game in Buffalo on Sunday uh Miami coming off a 70 point game Buffalo coming off of two straight whoopings on bad teams we've got the graphic on our YouTube page our podcast listeners can't see it but it's bills minus two and a half they're favored here against a team that won by 50 and is undefeated so I I just want to make it pretty broad here and, and, and generic just give me whatever you want on this game Danny just Kick things off.
0: I mean it it's criminal that it's not on national television, that that it's not an island standalone game. It's an incredible game. There's a million storylines from it. I love that two Laporte, years in a row
1: this has happened, by the way. It was a one o'clock game, a regional game last year, too.
0: Yeah. And by the way, Mare and Musgrave were the tight ends selected after Laporta. So Kincaid was the only uh first round tight end. I thought Mare went before him. I guess wrong on that um I find myself having a root for Buffalo which I, I I was not necessarily expecting but my reasoning is this I like how wide open the AFC feels I I like how like Miami's the new team and then people were down on Buffalo and then if Buffalo gets blown out in this game Miami will be the clear number one team in the AFC. Some people will always give the Chiefs some credit and some respect, but they blew out the Bears, as you put it, the laughing stock. Like the, the Dolphins will be the clear powerhouse. I like the idea of the AFC truly feeling wide open for a change, given that the last five years, it's been the Arrowhead Invitational in the AFC Championship game. So whether or not Buffalo wins the game or not, I really don't want them to get blown out because I would like to go through the majority of this season feeling like the AFC has a ton of parity and like four or five teams could come out of it. That's my first big thought.
1: Okay. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to be up for this game. And I give them, if there's a non-X's and O's you know, component to this game and how it makes me feel about who's going to win... I think that favors Buffalo because I think the pendulum has actually shifted. They're the, they're the hunter again. They're not the hunted in this game. It's Miami now that has the expectations on them, even more so than the bills who have had been a super bowl contender for the last few years. I think the dolphins are the it team. And I think the bills are coming out here to remind people not so fast. It's actually still us. And I love them in this spot because of that. We've seen them do this before, where after they lost the third, the regular season game after the 13 second debacle, they beat the Chiefs. And that put them, you know, up there as the team to beat before uh, Allen had his elbow injury and Von Miller got hurt. Like the Bills live for games like this. And so I expect them to be at their absolute best. The Dolphins should get Waddle back. Um, but I, I would – I think we're going to come out of this game and we're going to talk Sunday night about how do we trust Buffalo to do this in January because I think they're going to win the game and they're going to win it. Maybe not like emphatically, but I think they'll cover the two-and-a-half and they'll get a victory that sends shockwaves through the NFL. I hope so. That, that would echo my first point of kind of rooting for them to keep the thing being wide open. The thing See, I kind of most- think Miami would be more interesting if they won. Because if Miami were to win a game like this on the road in Buffalo, like, I think you start to look at them. Are they going to go like 15 and two and get the number one seed? And are they just going to be the best team in football this season? I think that's what a win for them. Like that would keep them on pace. I think to be potentially like an all-time great offense. If they go to Buffalo and hang like 30 something on them. Well, that was what I was going to talk to you about.
0: I am fascinated. Is Buffalo's defense potentially great or have they just played bad teams? Like, they got the Jets with no Aaron Rodgers. They've allowed 35 points total Mm -hmm. through three games. They have seven interceptions. They have two fumble recoveries. They got nine takeaways in three games. Their defense is putting up elite numbers but it's not an impressive group of opponents that they've played and you look at the roster it's good but it's not a defense that coming into the year anybody would have said you expect it to be top 5 and when your first three games are against a team that you lost to and it's Zach Wilson and they lose Aaron Rodgers a couple of plays in and then it's Josh McDaniels in Vegas and then it's Washington Feels a little bit like a paper tiger.
1: Yeah, right? they've gotten a break with the schedule for sure. There's but no so like, like, like,
0: if if they win this game and they win it 37-34, okay, that's maybe the style of the fight that a lot of us would have expected before the year. If they disrupt Miami and their defense is actually legit, we'll talk about them like we've talked about the Chiefs. Where it was like, oh, this is the best defense of the Andy Reid
1: Pat Mahomes Right, But era. if I'm if I'm a Bills fan, I would rather win the 37 to 34 game. I want my offense, because I'm gonna have to win with offense and win shootouts. I want my offense at home to go punch for punch with them and beat them at their game. Well, I think you'd rather win thirty-seven twenty. Like well, yeah, but I'm saying if I if I have a choice, I, I surprisingly slow down their their offense or their offense is the Dolphins offense we've seen through three weeks and I just do it better than them I want to see Josh Allen outplay Tua is what I'm telling you and not like not because the Bills defense had a Herculean effort I want I want my guy to look like the best player on the field on Sunday and I think he will it's just interesting. Like, if
0: you looked at the rosters of the two teams' defenses, wouldn't you say that you would expect Miami's defense to be better? Chubb, Wilkins, Howard, Ramsey, Phillips—more Phillips, like you know what I mean—more more star power Holland. on on Miami's defense. And I'm just I'm like obviously the story is the quarterbacks and the offense and blah blah. Oh, that that's what the vast majority of everyone will talk about. But I wonder which defense we're gonna actually think on the contenders in the AFC East is the better defense, given the unbelievable challenge that they both have. So like it's a more of a nerdy X's and O's point. But I'm I'm fascinated to see whose defense we actually think is better after they get the test of going up against the opposing offense. It's a great game. All right, Commanders Eagles, Philly lost this game last year. Do you think Philly should be on upset alert?
1: So this game. Looks a lot from a line standpoint. The oddsmakers look at this game like the games we had last weekend, where the favorites lost. The Colts beating the Ravens, the Texans beating the Jaguars. It's a similar spread. The Commanders went there and won this game last year and scored thirty something points. Um, they scored three last week against Buffalo at home. Yes, uh, but these are your Commanders. You yes. are
0: uh, you are out there. You're out of- I mean, I'm
1: out there in that I think that they can get the seventh seed in the NFC, but yes, yeah. continue. Uh, if I just go by how, the, how Philly has played this year, they've got to run the ball. That's what they've done all season, very, six, more successfully than any team in the league. And Washington has that great defensive line. So, I mean, am I nuts for thinking that this is going to be a really close game and maybe Washington wins?
0: Um. Yeah, yeah. Because what? What about Washington's offensive line? They allowed not, they allowed, not particularly they allowed Sam, great. They allowed Sam Howell to get sacked nine times, dude.
1: Yeah. You, did you see any of that game though?
0: I saw the the recap after the fact. I think
1: mo- I think most of that was on Howell, but I don't think that that gets fixed in a week. Especially he's up right now thinking about those th- that inside pressure. Yeah. Those edge guys, Hassan Reddick. Jalen Carter. So even though I don't think it was like an offensive line failure, I think the quarterback made bad decisions and held on to the ball and didn't make you know quick calls. Uh I don't expect that to be that much better. Right. I just think I think Eagles pass rush against
0: Washington, howell, turnovers, offensive line, pretty bad, okay. pretty bad recipe. But I still think, man, like then yeah. for Washington, it's Chicago, Atlanta, and the Giants after this. Like, two and two, Arizona, Denver, Buffalo, Philly. For someone who thought that they could win eight games or nine games, they'd be exactly on pace for where I had them preseason, even even in a loss. Now, you can't have a quarterback turn the ball over four times, but Washington's been about what I expected this year. Are you betting Washington? Yes. Oh, God. Peace be with you. All right, Chiefs Jets. Taylor Swift's going to the game again. God, NBC going to get record ratings. Collinsworth's going to say really cringeworthy things. Is she going to see another blowout?
1: Wait, wait a minute here. Just, so I, I have to. I want to respond to the first part of that. Did you? Do you mean that? You actually think that this game is going to do huge ratings because a pop star might be shown on camera? 20 times
0: i mean we have the data did you see the number for chiefs bears no dude it was huge compared 24, to what? 24 24 million people watch that game
1: and, and, and what off- what's the expectation for for uh like 20 and, okay, and, so and the and the four million it was a it was 34 nothing
0: at halftime And it was 40% over average or 20% over average. Yeah, dude. Yes, I do. Yes. I mean, I absolutely mean that, that there will be an extra couple million people that tune in. She is shockingly famous.
1: Like, in our lifetime. But what but what are those people who are tuning in? What are they did they, they just want to see her cheer for They want they want to see her
0: cheer and they want to learn about her boyfriends because her relationships are normally secretive?
1: I'm Dude. not even sure sh- and, and so we know for sure that, that they're an item now that's been established. They're for sure dating. Yes. Okay. Are do you do you are you on the internet? So you you think legitimately they're together a hundred percent? This is not a work. This is Are you, not. I've never, I mean, listen. That's that's not what I'm. That's
0: not the question. Like I'm not. I don't know if this is like a publicist thing, but like she doesn't need the publicity. He certainly gained something out of it because he wants. Pop so he. Above. So
1: Travis Kelsey has said Taylor Swift is my girlfriend. That's no, happened.
0: dude. But what, what is this high school? Like you have to name the relationship. You... She was photographed on TMZ sitting on his lap with her arm around him, and she was reportedly taking shots with Brittany Mahomes at an after party. They left in his convertible together. She met his mom. She's going to back-to-back games. A female Are friend. He, will have you in a
1: on, for a week? A female friend will sit on a male friend's lap. It's that's not that 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 that's not a that that's not a guarantee that they're boyfriend and girlfriend. I what what is this title thing that you're putting on there?
0: There they are two young people hanging out, having fun. I'm not saying that they, okay. they, they have let's a leave it.
1: Let's, let's leave it right there. They're hanging out. Yeah, they're hanging out. They've, they've had physical relations.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, the, did you see that the Empire State Building lit up their, the lights red and a little white? And they sent out a tweet that said uh, chicken finger with ketchup and a little ranch because there was that picture from the skybox of Taylor Swift with a chicken tender with some ketchup and ranch on her plate. She is weirdly famous, like literally in our lifetime. Michael Jordan. The Pope. Maybe some international soccer players. Like, How about Michael Jackson? Okay. Dude, in America, I think that Taylor Swift might be the most famous person of our lifetime. What? Dude, she might be more famous than Barack dude. Obama and Michael Jordan. Dude, yeah, dude, she's
1: been she's been singing for like the last 20 years. I don't remember the last 18 or 19 years her being this huge. This happened I don't know overnight. what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, th- this is crazy, man. But do, you, do you disagree with what I just said? She's been performing for like two decades. Do you remember up until the last few months her being this big? So what, I don't know what anything about music. Clearly, I'm wrong.
0: Like, like, I'm the worst person ever to ask that. So then
1: why are you like getting up on your soapbox here to make your point if now you're just saying this is not an area of expertise. In fact, I'm completely ignorant to all this stuff. No, 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 no.
0: I'm ignorant to music. I could not name you 10 Taylor Swift songs, but what I could do is I can acknowledge fame and like cultural impact. And like, dude, she showed up in Lawrence, Kansas at a brewery,
1: and all of a sudden there were hundreds of people outside waiting. Like just because well, like, so a lot so of rock media- stars did that, that would happen, I think. I don't think that's a unique situation.
0: Oh, uh, she's she's weirdly famous, man. She she is a weirdly famous person.
1: So All is right. your conspiracy theory that the NFL is like paying her to attend this game so people will actually watch Chiefs Jets?
0: No. I think no. that she is smitten with Travis Kelsey. Hmm. That's what I think.
1: Well, now I'm really hoping the Jets win. <laughs> I really want to see them win this game. I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be competitive. The one thing I'll say about the Jets is that their defense at home has played well against the Patriots and against the Bills in week one. And the Chiefs, won road game, they scored 17 points. So, I think that that's going to be a pretty fair fight. Now, Zach Wilson against the Chiefs defense will not be. No. And he's going to get booed, and he's going to get destroyed. And one of his teammates might beat him up on the sideline. I'm not even sure he plays the entire 60 minutes. But If um, I gave
0: you the over-under at Jets offensive points scored at 13 and a half, I would not want
1: the over on that.
0: Correct. I don't think this game's going to be competitive. I don't think they can score. I, I think Brees Hall looking better. Garrett Wilson is a stud. Obviously, they're way better than the Bears. But I, I, don't, I don't think they can score on the Chiefs.
1: What would have happened if Taylor Swift started dating a guy that was on like a lower end NFL team? Would the NFL just start flexing those games into <laughs> bigger spots? I have you seen like the jokes of
0: the fantasy football community of like it's a good thing that she's not dating Kyle Pitts. <laughs> like but do you know like what that. I mean? Uh yeah, I mean I I, still, I don't think the NFL would necessarily rearrange. Like if she it.
1: started dating Andy Dalton, would they put the Panthers games in a prominent spot? I think Andrew Catalan would be pretty excited. <laughs> I think him and Spiro Odidas would be pretty pumped about it. That's what I think. All right. I'm happy we had this conversation. This was a enlightening one. Uh, <laughs> Patriots, Cowboys. We love betting. Is how I started this one. Yeah, yeah, Why you, are made that co- sound, you made that sound real natural when you read your own writing there, buddy. Good Why job. are the Cowboys a touchdown favorite here?
0: I think the answer to that. Is because they don't believe that the Patriots can score against the Cowboys' defense and their pass rush. That's we what just I just watched
1: Arizona do it.
0: I know that. I'm aware they, I'm aware of that. This is a bounce back spot for Dallas. They are at home, and I think that they that the Patriots' defense is good, but overall there is not much belief in Mac Jones and the Patriots offense. And even though the Cowboys defense took a hit with Diggs and gave up 28 to Arizona, I think for the most part, this is a Cowboys are at home. They have the better quarterback. They have the better offense and they've arguably the better defense.
1: You want the Patriots in the spot? Yeah. I'm, I don't really, everything you said there, like shouldn't the Patriots now After the two teams they played at the start of the year, the Eagles and Dolphins, shouldn't we have a much higher opinion of them based on how uh, competitive they were in both of those games? They could have easily won both. Well, easily could they could have easily won the Philadelphia game if the wide receiver got a second foot in bounds there on fourth down? Maybe not so much Miami. That still would have been a little bit fluky had they pulled that off with like the Cole Strange play at the end there, but like. Those they scored be the 20, 17, and 15 points in their three games. Would you, would you say that they played top five to ten defenses in all three? Jets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolphins, I, mean, I know who Eagles. they played. I know who they played. Uh, and, who, and who has Dallas played again?
0: I mean, yeah, the, the New York teams in Arizona.
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to go back to, like, you before the season on this. It's Belichick against McCarthy. I think I'll go with with Bill because I think their offense is actually coached much better this year. So I think the Cowboys are coming way down, way back down to earth. In this so do you, think hold they, on?
0: Hold on a second. Do you not think the Cowboys' defense is good? Because no, the, I do. No, I think it is good. I think it is
1: good. I'm not so sure. Do you, it's like, much. do you like the under in this game? Then. I mean, look at the total. How low it is forty three and a half. Um, you no, know, low totals go under, buddy high totals go over well that i probably would go under in this game
0: yeah yeah i mean based on what you're saying it feels like you should because i de- I definitely trust both defenses more than i trust the patriots offense that, like that's the unit of the four that i trust the least all right falcons jaguars first international game of the year do you think the jaguars are the london jaguars this time 2030
1: I mean based on now I've got this Taylor Swift conversation still like in my brain okay <laughs> right okay why 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 is that impacting this I don't understand because like if 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 it's an entertainment industry and it's all about like serving the people that spent money on your league like the foxes and CBS's and everything else if you take the Jags and you take them out of Jacksonville and you put them in London and then you've got like sky sports and BBC and all that stuff too. Like it's, we're talking about the value of a franchise. What do you think? The, look at like the value of the franchise for the Raiders going from Oakland to Vegas. What do you think it would be if the Jags went from Jacksonville to London full-time? Think about how much money that would bring into the league. I, I, I didn't look at the Forbes list, but I'm guessing they're in the bottom five. They'd be in the top 10 instantly if they made that move. They're going to do it. It's just a matter of making it work, I think. Making the schedule work. Maybe they have to play like they have a – you know, they have to – it's going to be weird. Like they'll maybe play like four games in a row at home and then – or two. I I don't know how they do it. But I I think they will be there, yeah. So normally I would agree with you.
0: Like on something like this, that like – Leagues don't contract, they expand, right? Stadiums, maybe they get smaller, but it's because they want to add more luxury boxes. Things get more expensive. Television contracts go up. Everything gets it's more and more and more and more about the money, right? There are teams on the in the Pacific Ocean that are going to be in the ACC, right? Like everything's about the money in sports. Are you telling me that kids from Boise and Ann Arbor – and Tuscaloosa are going to get drafted and be forced to live internationally across an ocean from their family. Like that just seems like a hurdle and an ask of players who enter a union that for some reason to me, and you can say this is not logical because it happens in the NBA where you got to live in Canada or whatever, but like it just doesn't seem practical to me where you could be drafted and have to leave the country and live that far away from where you grew up. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I think that that hurdle and the idea of like four games in a row at home, then you're playing four games in
1: a row. I don't know. On I mean, the road I, 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 and, and you, now you're the family that you're raising in London. I mean, that look, flip it for the NBA. Guys like Luka Doncic and Dirk Nowitzki and Yao Ming and those guys come over and play because it's the best league in the world uh hockey so they, players vo- they from voluntarily Sweden, Finland, Russia.
0: they volu- right i understand I, I i get it but they are coming to the best
1: league uh, voluntarily right. and, okay but i think that i think the trade-off is the windfall so these guys are independent contractors they're trying to maximize their earnings and make as much money as they can okay you're living in jacksonville florida there's only so much you can do with that from a marketing standpoint. You're telling me you're like the quarterback of the London Jaguars. You're 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 the face of that franchise in one of the biggest cities, most cosmopolitan cities in the entire world. You're gonna make a ton more money doing that.
0: Yeah, I no, think I know, but will- what about
1: the right guard who was drafted in the fifth round? He's probably just stoked that he's in the NFL. You don't think it's a culture shock for guys who are from like tuscaloosa to go to like san francisco or los angeles or i'm not like saying that. I'm,
0: not, I'm not saying it's not and, and like so all right so london makes the most sense is that the is, is that where it ends or are we gonna all, is it gonna be germany and paris and like now they're gonna also be drafted into places where like english is the second language like i i love europe i go as often as i possibly can you can like travel is only going to get faster and easier. And these guys are flying first class and all the, like I I would be totally pumped about it. It just strikes me as a huge, huge logistical pain in the ass and a huge. Why
1: else are they playing? Just, you know, why are they doing this then? And why are they making Jacksonville play two weeks in a row over there? Well, they have They have got bad
0: home attendance. Obviously they'd be the team to do it. I think, I think they're doing it to grow the game because they think that they've about reached their, their cap in America and the more NFL that they can go to markets that crush it and they're going to keep doing it. They're going to do more Germany games, more Mexico city games. They're going to, and they, and they should, it's awesome. Like, I, I think it's great. And I know people that have traveled internationally to go watch their team play. And I think it's a good thing, but I'm just, I'm skeptical about the logistics about a permanent team over there, especially if it's just one team, like so. So again, like so. You said four games in a row at home. So you got to play four games in a row.
1: I don't. I mean, I just like that just away way.
0: from your family for a month during the season. Yeah, you know, you're be-
1: really hung up on this family thing. You're you're really pounding the table for. Yes, I care about the players. Maybe they want to get away from their family. You ever think about that? I hadn't considered that. You don't care about uh, the players. Is that what you're saying? Cardinals and 49ers. You skipped, if, you skipped three games. Oh, I had Cardinals and 49ers written down here. Oh, I don't even have Cardinals and 49ers on the list of what you sent me. Never mind. Oh, go ahead. Cardinals and 49ers. If you put Josh Dobbs on the 49ers, is he putting up numbers like Brock Purdy? Yes. <laughs> I was hoping you said that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's unbelievably smart. He'd pick up the system quickly. Scanahan has gotten most quarterbacks to produce there. He's won. He already beat Dallas with much less talent. I think you give him a training camp and if, like I don't know that like if tomorrow he switched, he would put up the numbers, but with a training camp and a few games. Yeah, I think you would be producing like Brock Purdy. I think like 60 quarterbacks would be.
1: Yeah. That's such a shot at Purdy. And usually like I like for a long time I was the person doing that and you were getting mad at me. You just you just compared, you just said that he was at Purdy was equal to a guy that has won one game in the NFL in 7 seasons and has played for I think five teams. Dude, so do you know about Tyson Bagent? By any chance? Yeah, he's the guy from Shepherd University. That's the Bears' backup quarterback. Okay. Yeah, D
0: two undrafted. Okay. People here keep saying that he's the next Brock Purdy.
1: Smart had a ton we of might have a chance. To, we might have a chance to find out in about a month. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know. But my point <laughs> is, is that like everybody, like Brock Purdy,
0: is now just like this, like litmus test. Is just this standard bearer for yeah, anybody can do it and come in and be successful. I think it's pretty rare, but in that particular situation, like I think if Tyson Bajant came in and played for the Bears, he'd get killed. Personally. Um, I'm rooting for him. I interviewed him in training camp. He probably would get the ball out faster than Fields, but I don't you think, think I do. think
1: you could get the ball out faster than Fields. I mean, that's really not saying anything. Right, but I don't think but I don't think he would produce much. But in San Francisco, I think a lot of dudes would produce.
0: Yeah, I do. And I don't the think Doc- you know what me, do- man. I like the eye test of Justin Herbert. I don't like the eye test of Purdy. I the Dobbs. The
1: see, I, I, um, my eye test has changed on Purdy. I, I've seen him make more throws than I thought he was capable of making so You're far this year. You're just scarred because of what he did to your team. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, the Dobbs thing will be interesting in this way because of what you said there. Like, the guy's highly intelligent. He's a rocket scientist. He's shown he can play in different systems. When Kyler Murray comes back, is that a guy that a quarterback needy team would trade for midseason? Like, if you're the Jets, there's all this reporting now about how they don't think any of these guys move the needle. How about him? In like two to three weeks. Um, Meaning like, because you think
0: he's smart enough to pick up the system immediately right and kyler is going to play so like what are the jets going to be in like in the in three weeks aren't the the jets are going to be two and four right
1: at best yeah but you still have 11 games left and the thing is he's cheap and he's mobile so you could actually get him to play behind that offensive line and expect him to not get killed on every play yeah i'm just throwing that out there
0: Yeah, I respect it. As always, we're going way too slow. Come on, let's
1: go. Pick up the pace here, Danny. What's next? Ravens-Browns. Do you consider the winner of this game the AFC North favorite? No, because I'm picking the Browns to win, and I, I can't ever, ever bet on them or predict them to do anything of any substance. So I think they'll win this game, and I think they'll find a way to blow it over the subsequent 14 weeks of the NFL season.
0: Well what I'll say then is if that happens you should then bet the Ravens or whoever you think is going to win it after the game. Because right now Baltimore is plus 170 to win the north and Cleveland is plus 210. With Cleveland as a favorite in this game, which would make me think that if Cleveland wins the game, they actually up. do be, they do become the gambling favorite, but if they're expected to win the game I'm a little surprised that Baltimore is so Who would a- you pick to win the division right now? Baltimore the Burrow injury, like, he really impressed me with his toughness last week, but it's clearly going to be a thing that lingers. Um, and I think Lamar is going to continue to get better over the course of the year, and hopefully they get healthier. So I'd, I'd, I'd pick Baltimore. But Cleveland's defense is really good, man. They've given up one offensive
1: touchdown this year.
0: That's yeah, it. They, they, are, they are very, very good. So if, if it's going to just be a kick the crap out of each other division and, like, no one wins double-digit games – then yeah, I do think that Cleveland could win it. Um,
1: speaking of Bengals Titans, would you sit Joe Burrow? Yes, absolutely. Not even a hesitation on that one. Yeah, he's uh-huh. sitting down. He's not playing this game. Your defense looked incredible. If you're the Bengals against LA with all those sacks and Hutch and uh, Hendrickson, Hubbard and those guys up front, uh, Ryan Tannehill's been a turnover machine. And Derrick Henry can't get any traction behind that offensive line. Yeah, I'm going to trust my backup quarterback and my defense to win this game and give Burrow a chance to rest after playing on a short week. 100%. Yeah, he's out for this game if I'm running the Bengals. I, so, like, this stuff always makes me laugh. Like, can't we just admit that
0: we have no idea? Like, last year, we were it's completely negligent for Justin Herbert to play with his rib injury. And then they were like, um... Actually, it's not going to heal in a short amount of time. And with the padding, it shouldn't get worse. It's a straight pain tolerance issue. That was like what the doctor said, but all of us had all of these opinions on it without actually having any idea. So if you told me if he skipped this game, Joe Burrow is healthy for the rest of the year, then yeah, sure, I'm with you. But
1: we have no idea if that's true. Yeah, but we know how sprains and strains work, and rest makes them better. Now, not completely healed. It's not like you know he's going to be completely cured if he gets five. If he gets two weeks off, but him. But, but, but so, like, why? Why? Like, I.
0: My answer is no. My answer is play him. Because this is an AFC game against the team that you could compete with for the wild card and for conference tiebreakers. And next week it's Arizona, and then the week after that it's Seattle, and then the week after that is well, your. We didn't box.
1: ask about Arizona and Seattle. I mean, it. I'm, I'm but my not, point not, is, he played last week. He played well.
0: They won. Do it again and then sit him after that if you want to for NFC games and then a bye week, and you could sit him for three weeks in a row if you wanted to and only miss two NFC games.
1: Yeah, I just feel like they dodged a bullet with him in the Rams game, and they just had him tough it out because they treated it almost like a playoff game, and he said as much afterwards. He said the risk of going 0-3 was too much for me to sit this game out. They treated it like they looked at those percentages and knew if they lost, their season was over. Um, At 1-3, I don't think they feel the same way. So, I, I mean, I would give him – I would try to rest him as long – I would try to rest him as long as I could before I felt like I was back into a must-win situation. That's what I would do. I would I would literally treat it like that. All right. You think he's going to play, though, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Rams-Colts. Um, Rams-Colts. Cult, Rams Jonathan Taylor trade rumors are back. What 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 would happen for you if Indy traded him to the Dolphins? Rappaport said that's the team to look out for. He thinks that's the team he'll end up getting traded to. Back on Jonathan Taylor trade talk, it surprised me when Rappaport said that. I mean, Miami—they what
0: five touchdowns from two running backs last week?
1: Yep. But this goes back to what you've said about San Francisco. San Francisco showed that with Mostert and with Wilson, who are both in Miami now. That they could have an effective running game, but man, if you get Christian McCaffrey in there, it's going to take it to an even higher level. And maybe the Dolphins are looking at the same way with Taylor. Now, my opinion, it's not apples to apples because McCaffrey is so much more versatile and is just overall a much better player, right? Which is what we've talked about before. But it would well, not. What,
0: how do you pronounce that dude's name on on Miami? Who had two hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns? Arcane. 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 Yeah. Like that guy has that game
1: and and he's a burner, he's a friggin' flyer. That guy's just an absolute he's so small, but he can fly.
0: A-chan.
1: Yeah. So like, yeah,
0: but that's what I'm saying. So like that guy has that game in that spot, and then you're trading for a bruising running back who needs volume touches. Like if I'm them, I'm not giving up more draft picks. Like they they don't need more running back help. Like, say if you're if you got a draft pick to trade. To add a veteran, you know, around Halloween at the trade deadline, wait to see like what position you really need. I don't, I don't look at Miami and think they need Jonathan Taylor. That would really, really surprise me. The who only
1: who way is he's going to win this game, by the way, Rams and Colts. Yeah. Is Anthony Richardson going to play?
0: Uh, I don't know the answer to that.
1: That matters to me. Yeah, it um, definitely matters to me. I like, I, I like Minshew more than him right now. Me too. Uh, I would say the, the, the Rams looked atrocious on Monday night. Yeah. Um, but I think I would pick them to bounce back in this game. And I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when they, when they get cut back involved, what that does to Nakua and Atwell, who have both looked pretty good in the first uh, three games of the year. All right. Raiders chargers at this point, given how they've started the year. What would you consider a good season for the Chargers? Okay, so I I asked this question or worded this question because I think right now, if you're there, are very few Chargers fans. So the odds of one listening to this podcast are slim to none. They're just they they, they're hard to find. Most of their fans are still pissed that they left San Diego, and I don't think they've been so good that they've created fans all over America. There they might be. They might be the team with the smallest fan base in the entire league right now, um, which is a shame because of guys like Herbert. Uh, I think if they make the playoffs, that's going to be looked at as a success, but it shouldn't be right. Like I think at this point, if Staley got them to say nine and eight and they were the seven seed, I think he keeps his job. Would you agree with that? No, I, no? I think he has to get
0: fired. I, I,
1: so, what? So, the, so then what would be a success? They got to win one playoff game, they got to
0: win a playoff game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Herbert's
1: you know, he's gotten paid, right? Like, he, what, he's what if they're what if they're the what if they're the seven seed and they go to Kansas City and they lose in overtime, or what if uh, they're the six? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, sure.
0: I mean, the the the, the AFC is good, they've started one and two. Uh, one of their losses is to Miami. I I I understand what you're saying. They've got what? It's three close games. Their their two losses are by a combined five points. Like I I think that they are good, and not everybody gets to win playoff games every year. So of course I see what you're saying, but I also think that most people who watch Chargers all 22 tape are pretty damn convinced that Brandon's, Brandon Brandon's Staley is a detriment to the organization. So. And I would think that if that job became available and they didn't promote promote Kellen Moore, I would think that Ben Johnson, who we just saw with the lions put up 30, you know what I mean? I think it would be the most desirable vacancy in the NFL, other than maybe if you wanted to come coach Caleb Williams in Chicago with a couple of first round picks, you know, but Herbert is an established dude in his prime with a good roster around him. Yeah. You got to go through Mahomes. But I I think that in order to save their coach's job, they have to win a playoff game. So I think that's the standard. Or else someone gets someone new gets to coach Herbert next year.
1: I think just because there's such a lack of interest in them, I just feel like the standard for what gets coaches fired there is so much higher because there's no there's no like cult of fans that are going ballistic and demanding. You know, heads rolling. There's none of that there. So who knows? I mean, it's the whims of the owner. I get, I guess. But like, like, bottom line for me is maybe Staley doesn't have to do as much as we think. Oh yeah, let me read the next one for you, Danny. Sorry about that. Yeah, I thought. Sorry, I was, just, I was just staring at you because this is a this is yours. Broncos and Bears. Well, that's why I thought you were going to ask. Which, it, buddy. which team should feel worse about its current situation?
0: So, in the year, in the season, it's the Bears. Overall, organizationally, I think it's the Broncos. Because the Bears, two shots at Caleb Williams, a second first round pick from Carolina that's also looking like it could be the Caleb Williams pick or its top five pick. So they easily could have two picks in the top five, a generational quarterback prospect, and they have top 10 cap space. And they can go out and hire a new coach and like completely clean house. Denver, Sean Payton, we think he's good. He might not be. He might be too old school, Bill Parcelsian. And just like on a complete power trip and, you know, rubbing people the wrong way. Like there's not, it's not for sure that Sean Payton is good there yet still. And Russell Wilson, huge contract, old, looking better, but not a guarantee. So I think like the big picture health of the organization, like next five years, I'd rather buy the penny stock that is the Chicago Bears than the Denver Broncos. Also. You don't have to go through Mahomes. So long term, I think Bears are in a better spot. But which one is more of a disaster this year? It's the Bears, and it's not close. Dude, I mean, the Broncos got blown out by a team that might be the best team in the NFL.
1: The Bears are not. They didn't non- just get blown out, Danny. They gave up 70 points and 700 yards of offense
0: to the number one offense in the. I mean, the Bears have been were non competitive against Baker Mayfield and Jordan Love. You know, yeah. like, like it, it, the Bears are, they can't do anything. They cannot do anything. At least the Broncos have a, a two-point loss and a one-point loss this year. They have had compelling fourth quarters of football. I haven't watched a compelling fourth quarter of football yet this season. So I, I think
1: this year has been more of a disaster for the Bears than the Broncos. I still think, though, that... I would side with the Broncos just because even though there's the freedom of moving on from a cheaper quarterback, even though you drafted him in the first round and firing a coach who's a linebackers coach and is no business being an NFL head coach, just the Broncos organizationally have won so much with their ownership that I trust them even after the Hackett disaster to make more of the right moves than the bears the bears haven't gotten the bears haven't gotten anything right since 2010 like yeah what the, makes four me co- think the four change?
0: coaches since lovey smith who they fired after a 10-win season are mark tressman john fox matt Nagy, and matt eberflus right
1: so okay you can have a new quarterback and a new head coach but when has that ever worked in chicago You know, like
0: that's, I mean, listen, if you're going to talk about organizational incompetence, it's hard to argue against anything other than the Bears. Obviously, Kevin Warren's the new president. People think that's a new day around here. The, the, what's, what happens for the bear, for the Bears right now, the situation is Denver, Washington, Minnesota, Vegas. Those are the next four games. You have no good defenses in there, especially no good pass defenses. It's, you got four games this is it. This is the end. This is the last stand. If they don't look competent offensively in these in this stretch of football, it's all over. And I know a lot of people listening to this would be like, hey, dummy, it's already over. It probably is. But give me at least two or three of these four games before I'm expected to completely give up on my guy, Justin Fields. All
1: right, what Speaking are of quarterbacks yeah, that people have given up on, Bucks and Saints is a battle of former number one quarterbacks. Who did you have higher hopes for, Baker Mayfield or Jameis Winston?
0: Jameis. Me too. I thought that Jameis was going to be awesome. Uh, huge arm, huge quarterback. Like, he looked the part. Baker... Baker always kind of looked like a college player. Like his highlights are in college are unbelievable, you know. But Jameis always looked the part. I I I I'm more surprised Jameis is bad than Baker is bad.
1: Yeah, I think they both suffer from the same thing. There's like an immaturity or a cavalier attitude about things with both guys. You know, like the, like the things that like cowherd gets on quarterbacks for like you need backwards. to be the spe- you need to be the CEO of a company kind of thing yeah like these two guys are are the antithesis of that they're just there's something sophomoric about both guys and Baker like has the chip on his shoulder and is too sensitive and too silly and Jameis is just just a kind of a weirdo and a character and he stuffed a W hand down his throat in a pre-game speech. Like it's just but they both had their moments, man. I mean, Jameis led the league. In yeah, they're, passing. they're
0: they're they're look when they're in their rhythm and they're in their groove, they're kind of
1: ballers. Yeah. So uh,
0: I think the, the better bottom
1: line is I think the league's better when both of these guys are among the 32 starting quarterbacks because mm-hmm. they both have the penchant for having games where they light the other team up for four touchdowns and 300 yards or throw four interceptions and single-handedly lose their team the game so I am actually curious there's a curiosity to this game for me this weekend that's fair I do like when the bad quarterbacks are the former number one overall picks
0: um oh this is fun fun question Steelers Texans do you think 32 out of 32 general managers would take CJ Stroud over Kenny Pickett if those were their only two choices?
1: Yes. As do, do you agree? I. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I but it was gonna be Joe Burrow. Well, here's the thing about this. I think that let's revisit this one Sunday night because, oh, okay. Good idea. because the Stroud thing <laughs> is interesting to me. Like, yeah, he didn't throw any interceptions in their first two games, but they got beaten pretty decisively in both of those games. And so he threw the ball a lot because they were trailing and the numbers were inflated by that. But then when they actually beat Jacksonville, like then what I noticed was he started to get credit actually for the things he did in garbage time. Like the cumulative numbers of, oh my God, look at how many yards he has in three games. And oh my God, look how many pass attempts he's gone without throwing an interception. I feel like what he did in the Jacksonville game actually validated what he did in the first two games because at no point, and I watched a lot of the, I watched the entire Baltimore-Houston game in a pretty good chunk of the Baltimore uh, or Houston-Indianapolis game. At no point after those two games that I feel like Stroud was like a can't-miss prospect or a guy that was the real deal. It's like that flip happened after this Jacksonville game so what I'm saying is people are making me included people are making a lot really of one game how how great he looked against Jacksonville he played an A plus game as a rookie against the Jaguars he played a he played a flawless game he played a perfect game against them
0: but I think what you're saying is just like that all but that makes sense like I I understand why we would do that. Because he's being graded not – he shouldn't be compared to Kenny Pickett, who's been in the league. He shouldn't be compa- – you know, like, he feels ahead of schedule. C.J. Stroud was not – But I didn't
1: feel coach. that way after two games is what I'm telling you. I needed the Jacksonville game to oh, feel that so, way Oh, so, but buddy. see,
0: like, to me, like, I mean, maybe it's because we watch like, – but I've watched quarterbacks struggle so much, man. Like, a 300-yard passing game, even in garbage time, even with checkdowns, even in a double-digit loss, when it's your second game in the NFL, I'm sorry, that's impressive. most a lot of people think that he shouldn't even be playing and he's throwing for three hundred something yards. Justin Fields has never thrown for
1: three hundred yards, yeah,
0: in an NFL game.
1: Uh, like, it's just it's 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 even more impressive because his offensive line is so injured. and look at the guys he's throwing the ball to his well, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. So like better. these guys
0: get graded on a curve, right? Like if Russell Wilson had three hundred yards in garbage time of a 20-point loss nobody gives a shit but if you do it in your second game in the league with a bunch of injuries around you when you're supposed to be one of the three worst teams in the football and you weren't and like a ton of people said you should not have even been the second quarterback taken that you were a questionable prospect all that, like he is
1: ahead of schedule so yes so I, if there I, was I, a redraft right now you take him ahead of Richardson and Young Uh, I mean, like I haven't watched every pass of all three, but yeah. Okay. Would you? I'd say yes over a young. I still would say no to Richardson.
0: Richardson's athleticism is impressive. Uh, Vikings, Panthers.
1: You think Kirk Cousins gets paid again? Okay, so I, I went and looked at this. This is why I put this out there, because he's 35 years old, and he's a free agent at the end of the year. And he can't really move, and so I think about like the the guy I watched Roethlisberger in his late 30s. You know what happened to Matt Ryan in Indianapolis at the end? Like somebody is someone going to be dumb enough to give him more than 30 million dollars a year this off season? Is that actually going to happen? If he, yeah. if, I think so. But it's just the question of how many years, and like
0: if I were him. I would go to the Dome team with the best offensive line. You know, like, maximize that situation. Like, I think that he'd be really good on Detroit.
1: And, by the way, he's putting up incredible numbers on Minnesota. Okay, so let me ask you this question. If if the Falcons traded for Kurt Cousins next week, would you pick them to win that division?
0: I'd be thrilled that I have Drake London on a couple of fantasy teams, I'll tell you that much. I think I would. Yeah, I yeah. I mean like Kyle, Kyle Pitts and Drake London would immediately. Like Pitts would be a top 5 tight end in the NFL by production immediately. And I think Drake London would probably be a top 15 receiver in the NFL.
1: Like I think that's the team for him. I think that's, I think that's like more than Tennessee or somebody like that. You know, I think that that's probably, that's the move. He's not going back to Washington, even though it's a new Are are you convinced he's not going back to Minnesota? Would you want him back if you were the Vikings? I wouldn't. I'd want to start over at quarterback if I'm them. I'd want to, I'd want to draft somebody. They're probably going to have to trade up to do it, but Yeah, but, I mean,
0: isn't he the perfect guy for Bo Nix or Shadir
1: Sanders or whomever to Drake may to sit behind for a year? I think he's going to demand – I think he's – you know how he plays things. I think he's going to want, like, a three-year, $100 million deal guaranteed. Something like that. I think he's going to want – or maybe even more than that. Maybe it's like three years, $110 million or 120. I think he's going to get something like that. Uh, Minnesota, I can't do that. I know where I can go with, I know my uh, ceiling with Kirk Cousins as my quarterback. No,
0: I I agree. I agree with that. Um, I just think that I wonder, like, like, does he also get a no trade clause? Because I could see them saying, I want to have Kirk Cousins. He's got one now. He does have a full no trade clause now? Yep. Well then, yeah, he would still have it in his next deal. I don't
1: in 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 it's it's. I'm not going to ask Spencer to look this up last second because we're winding down here. But the way that that contract got negotiated with voidable years, I don't think Minnesota can franchise tag him. I think he is becoming a free agent at the end of this season. That they don't have that option because to your point, if they did, you could tag him like he did, like he got tagged in Washington, and then draft a quarterback, and you've got your. Alex Smith situation there, but I don't think they're allowed to do that with him. Hmm. So,
0: well, we'll look that up and have that information for next month. But he's
1: gonna, he's, he's this dude is gonna have a good enough season where he hoodwinks a team. And I will say again, I think it, I think in Atlanta it would actually work if he would.
0: Well, that's the thing like hoodwinks a team, man. So, like, I obviously. Go for upside at quarterback. I, I supported the Colts drafting Richardson because in the AFC, you can't play it safe. Like, you want a superstar. It's what every fan base dreams of, and all that. But there's also then the reality of there's 32 teams, and there are not 32 of those quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins is absolutely
1: good enough. To get you to the playoffs and win you a playoff. Game. Okay, so let me ask you. Just uh, let's finish on this note. Where I am, the Steelers. If Kenny Pickett finishes this season, looking like he does right now, if you're a Steelers fan, would you want Kirk Cousins next year? Are my options Kenny Pickett or Kirk Cousins? I mean, your options like, are you can you can draft over Pickett and take another quarterback in the first round, I guess, if you want. I mean, I, I'm always interested in that.
0: You know, if you think that there's a guy there, you know what I mean, like drafting your franchise guy that you could have for cheap. But yeah, that would be a huge upgrade for them. Now, I will say, like I said earlier, great offensive line in a dome. I don't
1: love the idea of Kirk Cousins playing nine home games a year in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'd hate it if he was their quarterback because I would know how that movie or story ends. I would just, yeah,
0: yeah. And they cannot tag him next year. Good job. Good job, Spence. Spence. All right, Danny. Enjoy the games this Sunday. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you uh, Sunday night Sunday night after Taylor Swift delivers a massive audience to NBC and Sunday Night Football because they're normally struggling for that sort of thing. Thank you, Spencer Ray, our producer. Tell a friend. First in pod. Peace.